0: Tom, this was an American week in which the United States got a fresh taste of several intractable problems that pose a continuing threat to its very foundations. And for all of us everywhere, none of them is more important than America hurtling towards default on its debts. That moment could now be just weeks away, and if it happens, it will, without any doubt, cause another massive global economic downturn. At the end of the day, there's only one solution. Congress really needs to raise the debt ceiling. That's the only only way out. Jerome Powell, the chair of America's Federal Reserve, outlining for Congress this week the cataclysm that default would spark. If we fail to do so, um, I think that the consequences are hard to estimate, uh, but they could be extraordinarily averse, adverse and could do long-standing harm. Now, I know these economic issues can be dry as dust, but stay with me because if America defaults on $31.4 trillion of debt, you are going to feel the pinch. We all are. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, in congressional testimony last autumn, indicated what's at stake for America. Well, I think it would be catastrophic for the economy and for individual families. Nearly 50 million seniors could stop receiving social security payments or see them delayed. Our troops would not know when they would get their next paycheck. We have 30 million families who rely on the monthly child tax credit and they would not receive that relief at least on time. And that's just for starters. The stock market would nosedive, interest rates would skyrocket and, of course, when America sneezes, the rest of the world catches the cold. Like everything else on the country's political landscape, discussions about the national debt are polarised, mired in disagreement and show no sign of resolution. At one end of the spectrum, President Biden, who went to the battleground electoral state of Pennsylvania yesterday to unveil his budget. Mid the economic upheaval of the past four decades, too many people have been left behind or treated like they're invisible. Not anymore. He's proposing $6.8 trillion in public expenditure and says he'll reduce the country's deficit by raising taxes on the wealthy. The document is a fiction. The White House knows it will never get passed by Congress, but the president is using it to lay out his economic priorities for a second term in the Oval Office. We've got work to do we made a lot of progress in the first two years and families across the country are starting to breathe a little easier but they got we got further to go and i can honestly say i have never been more optimistic about america's future than i am today i mean that sincerely that optimism could be shattered if republicans continue demanding spending cuts in exchange for allowing america to avoid default Elise Stefanik, a Republican congresswoman from New York, with the party's new economic orthodoxy. Our national debt is more than $31 trillion. Yet Joe Biden and the far-left socialists, they want a blank check to continue to spend our hard-earned taxpayer dollars on wasteful, woke programs. And her boss, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, left the door open for an agreement, but not if it includes higher taxes. I believe we could find common ground. It won't be new taxes. Raising taxes in a low-growth economy like this will only hurt us more and put us into recession. With that debate going nowhere fast, luckily for all of us, there's a man out there who says he can quite literally save the planet. Last weekend, the Conservative Political Action Conference in Maryland served as the backdrop for former President Donald Trump to make some superhero promises. I will prevent, and very easily, World War III, very easily. And you're going to have World War Three, by the way. You're going to have World War III. If something doesn't happen fast, you're going to have World War III. How will he avert nuclear Armageddon? Well, he didn't go into the details, but apparently it won't take long. Before I even arrive at the Oval Office, I will have the disastrous war between Russia and Ukraine settled. It will be settled quickly, quickly. I will get the problem solved and I will get it solved in rapid order and it will take me no longer than one day. That he says he can solve, but heading off the inevitability of criminal indictment for allegedly making hush money payments to a porn star during the 2016 election campaign, well, that is proving a much tougher nut to crack. Donald Trump has been invited to give evidence next week by New York prosecutors who appear ready to throw the book at him. For the Republicans, Trump remains a massive problem. Polls of likely Republican primary voters indicate he is still the number one choice in the race for the party's presidential nomination. At CPAC last weekend... Trump The former president's supporters barracked other declared candidates as they walked through the halls of the conference centre. Former US Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley also faced hecklers in the hall, which is odd given the nonsense that serves as the centrepiece of her presidential campaign. Woke self-loathing has swept our country. It's in the classroom, the boardroom and the back rooms of government. We're told our country is flawed, rotten and full of hate. Joe and Conley even say that America's racist. Wokeness is a virus more dangerous than any pandemic hands down. Just a fast reminder, COVID-19 has so far killed more than a million Americans, wokeness definitely fewer. One issue that surfaced a more traditional political divide this week was thrown into the public square by Walgreens, the nation's second-largest chain of pharmacies. It decided it will no longer sell pills that induce abortions in 21 states after the Republicans that govern them threatened the chain with legal action. Well, we have here Walgreens buckling under the political pressure of these attorneys general, a conservative attorneys general, representing... Uh, conservative states, but states where abortion is still legal. Amy Hagstrom-Miller of abortion provider Whole Woman's Health condemning Walgreens' move in an interview with NBC. The White House accused the company, which owns Boots in the UK, of unacceptable and dangerous conduct. At the center of the issue, pills that are now responsible for more than half America's abortions. The Food and Drug Administration at a national level says they're approved for use during the first 10 weeks of pregnancy. But Republicans who have moved quickly to restrict abortion in states that they govern following last year's Supreme Court ruling that struck down legal protections for the procedure want the pills off pharmacy shelves. The rapidity with which Walgreens caved in surprised even one attorney general who signed the letter threatening legal action, Chris Kobach of Kansas. I thought perhaps they might dig their heels in or, or take a very long time to give us an answer, but to Walgreens' credit, they evidently looked at the legal background and the, and the statutes in question and decided that... Uh, the right move for them was to uh, fully comply with the law. Except the law he's talking about would pursue racketeering charges against the pharmacy chain that are more usually brought against the mafia than against high street chemists. In a remarkable indication of how polarised America has become, Walgreens is now facing calls for consumer boycotts from both sides. Defenders of abortion rights say they'll boycott the chain because it's refusing to sell the pills in 21 American states. Opponents of abortion say they're boycotting it because it's still selling the pills in the other 29. Sometimes in America, Tom, you just can't win for losing.